0: KBZE, Booze League Radio is on
1: the air. Booze League Radio. Wiley Withers. The Commish. Stephen Orr. Otter. This is The Boozecast. Broadcasting live from the Dugout Sports Grill.
0: To our wives and girlfriends. May they never meet.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for listening in. Welcome to the Boozecast Draft Number Six. We're coming at you live from Simi Valley at the Dugout Sports Grill. Uh, if you want to catch up on anything that we've done in the past or any other news, articles, whatever you whatever you feel like, we gotta come come visit us at boozeleague.com. Also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Booze League. Uh, We're also really stoked to announce that we are on iTunes now, so you can find us at Booze League, the Booze Cast, and yeah, so cheers to everyone that came in
0: and listened to us. Welcome back in. uh, You know, Otto, we got a lot to get to today. We have a pretty good show. Again, we're back in Simi Valley. I know we're thinking about being in a brewery today, but you know... What what a twist! We we surprised it up and went uh, live somewhere else. We will be getting to 14 Cannons eventually, I'm sure, Um, but today we are at the Dugout Sports Grill, and... We have a few things to get to today. We're going to be going over uh, our fantasy league against the unfiltered gentlemen. Who, the old uh,
1: booze and tug.
0: The old booze and tug, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they That's have no said. idea that we are going to dominate the hell out of them. They're going to feel like they were just pounded in the ass by a man in prison. and it's it, They just don't know what's coming yet. They don't know what's coming yet. They do not. They have no idea. We're going to go over that. We're also going to talk a little bit about Caddyshack. The Chive just posted an article recently about uh, some facts about Caddyshack. That we may or may not know, and a lot of them I did know, and I disagree with some. But we're going to go over and kind of talk about Caddyshack a little bit because once you get a good buzz on, there's nothing like watching a fun movie like Caddyshack to go into. <laughs> but I think now it's time uh, we get uh, started with
1: the beer of the day.
0: So the beer of the day is actually a beer of the day that I have never actually had, uh, and it's I a, haven't either. It's a bre- so. Have you heard of this brewery before? Oh, I've heard of the brewery, absolutely. Okay, no, so I've never had this beer, and I actually, I think even the name of it was just on the periphery of my my knowledge. But our beer of the day is a Pilsner, um, a northern Pilsner, as it were. Um, and our beer of the day today is... Coming to you from Northern California. Sudworks Northern Pilsner. So... This Northern Pilsner is uh, 5.3% ABV. It's got um, the same untapped score as a lot of the beers we drink. We always seem to end up right about three and a half.
1: Three and a half, We're
0: yeah. for some it's reason. about
1: average. It's decently good.
0: Right, and, and high in the 80s for uh, the Beer Advocate rating. This one's an 85. It's uh, nice
1: to know that we don't drink anything that's bad.
0: <laughs> I feel like we, on we, the show. <laughs> we, we we put our foot down on that. I mean, Yeah. There is going to be a show probably at some point in the future where we are actually going to yes uh, delve into the uh, the the under the dark the dark web of terrible beers <laughs> uh, that is going to happen. But the commercial description for this that SudWorks puts out, um, they say it's a Northern German style Pilsner, obviously brewed in Northern California. They're from Davis. Um, they say it's brewed entirely with pale two-row wireman, true to the style, which. That's news to me. I don't know. I'm not a beer maker. Uh, special blend of Bavarian Hallertau and Tetnang. You're probably better at that than I am, being a beer tender.
1: <laughs> uh, those are just the two hops that are used of Bavarian Hallertau, and I've never heard of the Tetnang, Tetnang, well, Tetnang.
0: Now you're Tet-Nang. drinking. Now it's inside you. Now it's inside of me. So SudWorks was formed in uh, or founded in 1989 up in Davis. Um, they have decided to redefine the American lager. They say that they're rooted in traditional German brewing practices mixed with an innovative Californian twist. And then they take it to another level, Water. They say focused on creating the highest quality craft loggers known to man. That's a pretty so almost, high bar. I'd
1: almost compare them. Obviously, I've, I've never visited the brewery up there in Davis, um, but I'd probably compare them to like an Ennegrin.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ennegrin is all about tradi- the German. Traditional
1: German lagers with a... They do throw out some like West Coast style IPAs here mm-hmm. and there, so they have like a little California twist. On they that. call this but- a West
0: Coast craft lager, is what they call this.
1: Okay. I mean, it's. Definitely drinkable we,
0: we learned from commercial descriptions last week How <laughs> how crazy they can be But I think it's really really good yeah. um, If you do want to find out more about Sudwerk uh, Check out sudwerkbrew.com
1: And that Sudwerk is
0: S-U-D-W-E-R-K S-U-D-W-E-R-K Brew.com So let's talk a little bit about this, uh, this young lady Crooning in our ears right now And The reason I chose this song to talk about the beer of the day Her name is Betty Davis I see what you did. See what there. I did there. I yeah, see what you did there. because they are from Davis, California. Now the cleverness but- of the commish. <laughs> Tell you what, man, man, you just you just can't even. I'm on fire, baby. Um, so Betty Davis. Here's what's cool about Betty Davis. I actually got one of her albums. It included this song from a um, from that Vinyl Me Please record uh, curated. Like you know, it's a record club. Once a month, you get a new one. And I had no idea who she was. I'd never heard of her before. Um, let's go into some facts about Betty Davis. She was born back in 1945. Still alive somewhere. Um, in Durham, North Carolina. Her original name is Betty Mabry, or Betty Mabry, one of the two. Moved to New York at 16 to go to the Fashion Institute of Technology in Levin Greenwich Village and started doing modeling. She was in 17, she was in Ebony, she was in Vogue. She started writing some music and her first hit single was with the Chambers brothers called Uptown to Harlem back in 1967. But here's where it starts getting cool. She married Miles Davis. Are you familiar with Miles
1: Davis? Yeah, he's like one of the most famous jazz performers of like all time. Uh,
0: and, and it's Miles Davis is a, a god, like a legend. And I oh, had yeah. no idea that he was even married to a chick named Betty. That's where, he got her, where she got her name, Betty Davis. She married Miles Davis. Uh, Miles does credit her with being a big influence on his music. But he also believed that she had an affair with Jimi Hendrix. So that kind of ended their marriage. Wow. Because uh, she was doing some writing for Jimi Hendrix and a few others at the time as well. And mm. apparently, Miles Davis was like, I think you're getting, you know, I think all getting
1: down with the Jimmy. You
0: know, all on your watchtower, uh, Jimmy is there. But she wrote a bunch of songs to record with Santana and decided to do them on her own. A few minor hits came out of that. In fact, she recorded a number of albums, I think three or four albums in the late 60s, none of which found any commercial success. However, people loved her. She became a cult icon because. She was very open about her sexuality. Like, this song is called um, If I'm Lucky, I'll Get Lucky, basically. And she sings a lot about. Words to Live by. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much me every Friday night. Um, she sings How's a lot. that working of, out for you? Uh, you know, 50 50. So, you know, <laughs> better, better than if I was a batter in the major leagues. Um, So um, she became kind of a bit of a cult icon, but a lot of her shows were boycotted. There were protests in front of her shows because of this, because she was an African-American woman in the 60s. So we're talking the civil rights era. And she was also very sexual, like even a white woman back in those days. Um, Oh, sorry. If I'm unlucky, I'll get picked up is the name. uh, In my head, it's uh, if I'm lucky, I'll get lucky.
1: (laughs) Close enough. I I, I read a little forward on the notes. Hey,
0: I'm I'm up all night to get lucky, as uh, Daft Punk says. Um, that is true. But uh, no, she is uh, she was very open about her sexuality, and she was also African American, so it caused a lot of uproar. She became very controversial, and some of her uh, songs didn't make it even onto the radio because religious groups protested it. The, even the NAACP uh, protested it as well. Um, what is quit- the NAACP? Uh, national national African American... Uh, something, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm bad with ac- I'm as bad with acronyms as I am with German. So, <laughs> lol. <laughs> yeah, lol. <laughs> I always said that, I said that lol for years. Uh, she quit music back in 1979. Returned to Pennsylvania. They are still releasing some of her music again. I got a remastered vinyl of her um, from Vinyl Me Please, and they're releasing like greatest hits stuff like that. So she's starting like people are starting to realize like, hey, this is like the female James Brown. So, uh, okay. that is her. Um, well- but we are going cheers to drink to this now, White? and uh, round one is to uh, not Betty. Be- Betty. Betty White's a badass. Don't get me <laughs> Betty wrong. Betty Davis. But this is Betty Davis. Well, cheers to that. <laughs>
1: round one. <laughs> yup. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'd raise a toast to Betty Davis. Let's let's just be honest. Say my name. <laughs> I could probably drink this all day. Like this really does follow along. Oh, all yeah. uh, my was what on this. The ABV is only five point three.
1: Five point three, yeah, definitely an all day. And drinker. it's
0: this again goes back to the fact that I'm starting to love pilsners more than ever lately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. Just
1: when it's so hot outside, there's nothing better than just a crisp pilsner. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Just
1: crisp, crisp, crisp. And here
0: in California, it's going to be hot until Christmas. So uh, until I guess a we little well after Christmas, it, <laughs> we better get used to it. It's never not hot. But all that being said, let's go over to Otter for the news.
1: Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze too. This is the Booze Line News with KBZ's intrepid pub reporter, Stephen Lee Otto Hall. Booze League Radio. So if I had, so I, I remember a few drafts back, you said you're not very good at math, but because you went to UCSB. Right, right, yeah. So I'm going to hit you with the math problem real quick.
0: Yeah, you're such an asshole.
1: So if I had a $100 and you took 2%, how many dollars would you have taken? That's two. Two. Okay.
0: What's now up? Oh, hey, hold on. <laughs> What's up, bitches? Bitch! <laughs> yeah!
1: Holy shit, he uh, knew it. I
0: know, my God. Wow. All, All right. Right. right,
1: so if I had 18,000 okay. and you took 2%, what do we got?
0: That would be 36.
1: 18,360. 360.
0: Oh. 360.
1: Oh. So, <laughs> Anheuser Bush, and Bev. They've they just did this huge layoff mm. of they basically had eighteen thousand people working for the the high end division right and they laid off nearly four hundred people
0: so they ju- they just went through and had a massacre
1: yeah so this just happened a few days ago right just yeah just a few days ago it was late at night like ten o'clock a lot of the uh, a lot of the um like the district managers a lot of the high like the higher up reps and stuff just the started— the high end of the high end the high end of the high end they basically just started getting a like um, email like kind of like, email uh, invites for like phone conferences that next morning. Mm-hmm. And that next day, uh, just the axe just started to, to crack down. Wow. And by 3.45 that day, 3.45 p.m., oh, nearly 400 people were gone.
0: 400 people fired in a day over phone conferences. Yeah, just, I mean,
1: that's... Just laid off. Yeah, they all got the like the phone conference in- invites that night before, and that next day, just boom.
0: That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's a whole lot of axing.
1: Oh yeah that's holy crap well, that's axing for sure so basically what it, what, it, what it comes down to is uh there was a little little inter- interview with uh alex M- medicis medicis Medis- Medis- pronunciation you want to try that I'm again sure. there, buddy? alex M- medicis i'm just unsure of the pronunciation sure so he's basically the vice president of sales for ab InBev north america mm-hmm. um so he's saying that it's they're 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 going to be rethinking their their business model just because they've bought in so many like craft breweries and stuff. Mm. With those breweries come a lot of the employees. So all the employees of like, you know, all the breweries that they've been buying, they're all they're all still working for that brewery. It's just they're rethinking their model because they don't need they don't need that many employees. So they're
0: thinking they have people who are already, well, you know what at the same time though, if you're working for high end, if you got hired at high end, mm-hmm. you probably have some type of already you're probably pretty good at craft beer. You probably have some experience in the industry or what have you. Right. But what they're saying is that since we inherited these people from these breweries, yeah. instead of cutting them all out, they so just become all, employees of So all the people that end.
1: work at those breweries that they've acquired, they they they're not out of a job. They're they're staying at their respective brewery that they've already been for. It's just they're taking their own people from the high end wow. and they're just chopping them off. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Droopy-eyed, armless children. So again, two percent of eighteen thousand.
0: Uh, three hundred
1: and sixty. Boom. Let's give some applause for that,
0: <laughs> dude. That that hurt. There's <laughs> smoke coming out of my ear, like out around my headphones right now. There's smoke coming out. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a crazy story. Okay. That's... So what what do you think that means then for like and like, does that say anything about InBev and their their stance I mean, with craft beer and I, what they're trying to do? I, uh, like I
1: it's this is still like a developing story i mean that's still going to be going on i mean you don't just cut out 400 people and that's that i mean there's this is probably going to be developing over like the next few months they might be cutting out or at least few weeks they're probably going to be cutting out more people Mm. maybe there's going to be some movements and promotion maybe they're going to like kind of rebrand their their or not rebrand but just change around all the all the job positions that they currently do have Mm. so i mean whereas they had like like you know like District managers, maybe they're going to change that and have just like a, like account managers, basically someone that caters to the craft brewery. So maybe they're think maybe they're actually going to be putting um, like the the craft breweries that they've been acquiring. Maybe they're going to be putting their needs first. So that way, I mean, just changing because I they obviously have to realize how much of like a what do you call it like a like a revolt they're getting from the people like oh my god so and so bought out this brewery let's boycott that brewery oh, yeah. you know like we don't want to support AB and bev and their their big business. Well, Wicked like,
0: Weed um, wicked weed. immediately, when they got bought out, was ahead of their, their like, their, their funk, um, they had craft beer festival, the, the funk. I can't I remember that?
1: That Funky Buddha?
0: No, no, not Funky Buddha. No, uh. the, the craft beer festival had to do with, um, basically, like, Funky Weed, you know, that kind of thing. But oh, yeah. Um, immediately, people began dropping out of that. I mean, all breweries started uh, evacuating from that festival and kind of left them, they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah, Wicked Weed, yeah, kiss my ass, um...
1: Lick, lick, lick my balls,
0: and everybody was out, right? So um, I can see where that it, it it would stun me though to think that AB InBev would not expect it's not this isn't the first time they bought craft breweries, so right you right. can't they've tell me they've been buying craft
1: breweries for years.
0: So um, I guess this means though if they're starting if they're restructuring high end, then maybe they're not buying any more breweries for a while.
1: Um, I'm, I mean, I think I think they're just kind of kind of going for buying buying more like. They're they're so big. They're just kind of getting what they can, and uh, yeah. But I mean, it's interesting to see like what the next what their little kind of restructuring of their their high end brand is going to bring. Like, I'm I'm curious to to see where it goes. More
0: propaganda. They're more good propaganda. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Well. Well, that'll be a developing story then.
1: Yeah. So we'll if that if that goes anywhere, we'll we'll check back on it and hopefully hopefully we'll have some more answers down the line down the line down the line down the line, okay. down the line. <laughs> all right let's uh keep going with some news yeah
0: let's let's continue all the right
1: news. so uh, <laughs> what are two
0: only th- if you have more news stories we can talk about
1: <laughs> yeah let's uh let's try to wrangle up some more beers over here
0: all right we, we gave the high sign to all our right. to our beer runner so we're good all right So, uh, what are two things you love? (laughs) Put me on the (laughs) spotlight. I'll give you one. Oh, here, here. Okay, we're not here. Vagina. Yeah.
1: Boom. Nailed them both. What's up? So, do you still got that porn music? Do I? Hmm, just get into the zone real quick. I just drive
0: around listening to this, you know, like, you know. I wouldn't doubt that at one bit nod my head
1: all right let me get in nice and close clearing it all
0: all the milfs here in southern california with their (laughs) tops down well with their car tops down
1: (laughs) yeah obviously convertibles it's a thing imagine the woman of your dreams okay your, your object of desire okay her charm her sensuality her passion try how she tastes feel her smell hear her voice Now imagine her giving you a passionate massage and gently whispering anything you'd like to hear. Hey, bring back that music. There we go. (laughs) Now free your fantasies and imagine all of that can be closed in a bottle of beer.
0: God damn! Wait, 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 wait. Did you you say that could be in a bottle of beer? Yeah,
1: now free your fantasies and imagine all of that can be enclosed in a bottle of beer. A bottle of beer.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I wait, oh, now, hold on. like speaking of bottles of beer. Uh the next round just showed up, so Thanks Earl. Round two. Holy shit. Now I'm just thinking about vagina and beer. I'll have another. It's a drop. I know we're cool. taking a moment to drink these beers. And, and you are know, letting that settle
1: in for a second. Yeah, and, and if
0: you're listening at home, by the way, this is the moment you where you drink me your beer because we, we take a big old drink out of this beer to get uh, the round going. So um, as I was doing that, I was thinking about what you just said, and I kind of want to hear what happens next. Do you need that music back again? Uh, no? Okay, your good. call. Your all call. Right, we can right, do cool. without. I all just right.
1: wanted to do it while I was reading that quote, which is actually directly from the website of the order of yoni brewery yoni yoni that's y o n i so
0: basically they've
1: they are Bitch! working on releasing a new beer called bottled instinct
0: bottled instinct okay now
1: cool little fact about this is high tech they use high tech microbiology to isolate and examine and prepare lactic acid bacteria from the vagina <laughs> so yes they vagina. are going to be making a beer that's partially wait. made from <laughs> vagina.
0: So what you're saying then is that they take bacteria from a vagina and make a beer out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean oh, obviously yeah. I'm no I'm no scientist or anything, but it's Clearly. They take like a sample of the lactic acid and they culture it and then they use that in partial to brewing a beer.
0: Um Ice Beaver. I don't <laughs> So the Wait, wait, so uh, let me ask you this. I mean, you're you I think you. I would say that you know more about beer than I do. I would think.
1: No, uh, yeah, I mean, depending on what we're talking about.
0: Well, I, I, you're closer to brewers, so you're a little more True. involved in the process. True. So, how would even something like this happen? Like, what? Because I know we use. I even hate saying the word as we're talking about this, but yeast. No. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't even want to say that. And if um, you're
1: drinking a sour beer, then you're using yeast infection.
0: God damn it! Why Infected why'd you have to ruin yeast. sour
1: beers for me? Hey,
0: I God, love sour beers. You know. God damn it. So uh, how damn. what we're in the process like what is this just a let me ask you this. Do you think no with your familiarity with the brewing process that this is a gimmick? Like does it Honestly, actually
1: I th- influence anything? I think it is kind of a gimmick for sure. But I mean it's kind of like those those beer hot tubs that have been popping up around the world right? too. You know, we
0: posted a few on our Facebook. I mean uh, yeah articles. that's
1: That's kind of gimmicky as well. But at the same time, there's for every gimmick, there's numerous people that are going to play into that gimmick. True. So definitely a business idea. So they've uh they've that brewery they've started a they've started like a it's it's the breweries in Europe. So we're as close as they get there being here in America. Unless we go to Europe, we're probably not going to try that. We're never going to try it unless like maybe down the road. Seeing, unless they export their unless they yeah they bring that <laughs> that uh. China. That vagina out here, but so they, they've ran like kind of like a startup kind of thing, um, so people can donate, and they're trying to hit 150 thousand Euro, euros just to get this thing like up and running. So for their first batch, they found a check a check model by that goes by the name of Alexandra Brendlova. Okay, and according to the website, she's like absolutely gorgeous in the way she composes herself, walks, talks, and they were like, "Yes, we want to use your vagina
0: to make beer." So your beer is beautiful from the inside.
1: Yeah. So um, another kind of funny thing is if you have 10,000 euros, and a euro equates to what right now? Is it euro, like fifty? Um, yeah. Like about it's, a buck and a half or yeah, so, give or take? Yeah, it's a little like
0: not, not double, but a little bit more. Yeah, about yeah. a buck and a half, I think, so, right now.
1: So 10,000 euros would equate to $15,000, $15, oh. give or take. Whoa, honestly. whoa, whoa. Did
0: you see that math? We got so. a mathematician here.
1: Yeah. Right. So, for 10,000 euros, give or take $15,000 or so, um, you can actually purchase a voucher of 60, 000, 60 bottles of beer to be produced with your own girlfriend's vagina. <laughs> so, it's just kind of their way of raising funds and stuff.
0: Shouldn't you get that for free, though? You're the one contributing a vagina. I mean, usually. I mean, hey, that, for that, science. There's a value. For that science. will <laughs> not somebody think of the science. Uh,
1: I mean, I think that's obviously honestly like a
0: super weird thing like yeah i don't know gross. i i i don't know that i'd be into that i mean and like, correct me if i'm wrong even beyond brewing with bacteria from the vagina you actually need to be able to make a good beer at the same time yeah, yeah. you know so i mean you're not guaranteed like hey hey this is kind of a novelty thing yeah. it may be terrible
1: it also it it also does say that it's partially made with vagina so they're probably just using a very <laughs> small batch of their vagina nice.
0: partially made with
1: vagina. so obviously it's going to be brewed like like a standard uh, verb not obviously but i'm assuming it's going to be brewed like a standard this beer is yoni
0: light 50 percent less vagina than <laughs> yeah. the other yonis
1: and then yoni heavy where they just use a really big girl <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> um but yeah i mean nevertheless i mean it's it's interesting
0: yeah that's um that's a crazy thing so they're kind of in the process now. Have they actually put out a batch at this point?
1: I think they're currently working on the first batch.
0: Alright, so they're they're now trying to produce this this vagina. bag of, this vagina beer. <laughs> the vagina. <laughs> the vagina. <laughs> vagina. Wow. Okay. Well, um all right. <laughs> Thank you, Walter. uh that was uh the news. Yeah. It's time to go pro
1: with your bad habit. I do like that name though. Bottled instinct.
0: Booze League Radio. I think that that's um, you can almost kind of see how they got to that point where they're like, yeah, well, it's kind of hormones. What are hom-? like? It's just instinctual. Oh, oh, oh! Bottled, Bottled instinct. instinct. What's up now? Yeah, yeah I like, kind of feel that that's where that came from. It! And like the, uh,
1: I saw like some of like the sample. Art sample pictures of like, the artwork of like the bottles, and it's like your typical like risque like mm-hmm. kind of pinup chick. Sti- and there like it the probably looks a then. lot
0: like the um, the uh, uh, perfume or cologne yes. ads. You yeah. know, with a super kinda stylish. Like that, where
1: you're like, oh, bottled instinct. I wonder if I'll <laughs> smell good wearing that. Because bottled instinct it, actually sounds <laughs> like <laughs> perfume. It, it sounds does. like
0: uh,
1: wow. So if g- they fail at making beer, they can just make vagina. Can you imagine that Czech
0: model, though? I'm not sure she got, like, a cases and cases of it. And she's like, would you like a beer? It's made from my vagina. Oh. Yeah, I, mean, I bet uh,
1: guys lined up. Yeah, guys were like, And girls, too.
0: Okay. But can you imagine the pickup lines that come after that? Like, oh, it tastes good. I'd like to taste the source. <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> I haven't buddy. heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's a new <laughs> one right there. So, um, all right, well, we're going to go on to... Um, we're going to talk a little bit of fantasy football now uh, in our next round here. Um, we are doing a uh, we're doing a league, and, and Otter was dragged kicking and screaming into this league because, in fair disclosure, Otter is more of a rugby guy than True. a fantasy football guy. And True. he uh, has joined, and the guru kind of led him down the path uh, for uh, dominance yeah. so with this, the team he chose. This is my
1: first time ever playing any fantasy sport, really. Um.
0: It, well, any like they don't have fantasy rugby? Is that what you're telling me?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like fantasy basketball, baseball, like stuff like that. But I mean, I've never played a fantasy sport, and I also don't watch football. I don't know anything about football except for Bru Dries.
0: Drew Dries. Yeah. Except for that guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So we. And I uh, still
1: don't even know what team he plays for.
0: New I Orleans he, Saints. Seriously? Okay.
1: And he's on my fantasy
0: team. Yeah. Seriously. Come on, man. <laughs> like. It, it, and he—it's not like he moves around a lot. Like, if you couldn't tell me who Ryan Fitzpatrick played for, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." I couldn't. But, but Brew Drees, Brew Drees—he's like—he's famous for being New Orleans man. I mean, he was there for Katrina. He did the whole thing.
1: I have probably like the blankest look on my he's face like, right so? now.
0: So yeah, it's pretty—it's <laughs> a pretty blank look. All right, but um, we are um, actually doing a grudge match, a grudge league with the Unfiltered Gentleman, and. We're uh, going to be calling them out. We're going to be updating this weekly. They feel that they're pretty good at fantasy football. We have the guru on our side. I'm not too bad. Otter will, will pick it up, and he'll figure it out. And hey, so my kicker
1: got nine points.
0: Your kicker got nine <laughs> points on Thursday. Well done. Well done. Uh, and who was the guy you had on your bench that uh, did not do so well? Or oh, that got, G- did G- really well? Gilleslie, Gilleslie. Gilleslie.
1: He got 22 points. I'm like, shit, I should have had him in. <laughs>
0: so um, I also we are,
1: benched Brudry's.
0: It's, you know, <laughs> trees. so we are um, we're going to be doing uh, weekly. We'll be doing the old booze and tug update, and here's how this works. Weekly, we'll be announcing winners of who won. Was it us, the unfiltered gentleman? Will be will he have a prize at the end of the uh, season, which is the Andre Andre Trophy for excellence? For those of you who don't know, Andre, God damn, dude, German. Well, it's because I'm drinking a German <laughs> German Pilsner. Oh, blame it on the Germans. Well, <laughs> there's a lot to blame them for. Um, but we are... I need a quick drink of beer. That's a problem. Beer. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the season, uh, we are awarding a giant trophy. I'm making the trophy right now. So it is a Hulk hand. You know those Hulk hands you can put on your hands? When oh, you, when yeah. So I'm painting it gold. I have one of
1: those, but it's a koozie. And it's not green.
0: I, I, I might need to find one of those. That That's... The perfect trophy, because you put a beer in there with a whole can, right, or the big hand, because anyone who has, uh, we actually did an article on uh, Andre the Giant. Andre Rosimov is Andre the Giant. We did an article on him, and we included a picture on that post of him holding a beer can, and literally it looks like a a thimble, like a shot glass, and it's a regular size can.
1: It's even more impressive than looking at, like, seeing a picture of Shaq carrying a beer can.
0: There, there's no one bigger than Andre the Giant. Yeah, no. N- I'm saying like if
1: you, when you see Shaq carrying a, a like a beer can or like a can of whatever, it looks like a very small can. But you see Andre the Giant carrying <laughs> a can, and it looks like <laughs> it looks much smaller. Is,
0: is that a novelty can of beer? Is that, <laughs> is that one of those one ounce cans? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the one you find in the uh, the mini bar with all the tiny little like Jamesons and yeah, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh No, but How we're about making a can of wine. We're making. <laughs> We're making a trophy out of that, uh, the Andre Rosimov uh, Trophy for Excellence. But we're also doing, on a weekly basis, um, we are doing another uh, trophy, which I expect that the unfiltered gentleman will be uh, getting off in. Uh, I'm actually trying to find the, <laughs> what I'm looking for right now. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I'm going to go through who we got right now. So in the Booze League, we have basically we have four teams each league. Or each, uh, each team, or each uh, side, between Tug and uh, Booze League. Um, three of which are controlled by actual people. So, on the Booze League, we have the commish. We have a guy like Tom Brady, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyreek Hill. Uh, the Guru has Russell Wilson. Julio Jones has Bryant. Better than all the otters, which is obviously our own otter.
1: The young otter is bound to make new acquaintances.
0: He's got Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Leonard Fournette. On the other side... Wait, wait oh. No. Ben. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Ben. Big Ben. Um, on the other side, the Unfiltered Gentlemen are bringing to the table. Tug Jones, who is Greg Jones uh, on the Unfiltered Gentlemen. We call him Tug Jones, and he named his team name Tug Jones. So, you know. Um, Works out. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he's got like Aaron Rodgers, Shady McCoy, Fear the Beard, which is uh, their Dan on their side. They got Gronk. He's nuts! Uh, Odell Beckham, Kirk Cousins. And there's a team called Alabama Hot Pockets, which is Scott on their side. they got Matty Ice, uh, Matt Ryan, David Johnson, who is the number one pick in the league, uh, and Larry Fitz. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's three on each side. What about the fourth team? What about the fourth team? What about the fourth team? What about them? So the fourth team is going to be on each side. We have a team that auto-drafted and then will be uh, dictated by who's going to make the most points. So on our side, it's Darby, the Booze Hound.
1: The Booze Hound.
0: The Booze Hound did actually very, very well. The Booze Hound in the auto draft got Cam Newton, Jordy Nelson, and A.J. Green. So the Booze Hound is looking pretty good. In fact, I'm playing the Booze Hound this week, and after Thursday night, she's still predicted to beat me by, like, two or three points. (laughs) So uh, my dog is going to beat me at fantasy football, which is kind of fun. On their side, um, we're going to be playing against fear the beard dan we're playing against his beard dan's beard is the name of that team and dan's beard uh picked up Le'Veon bell todd Gurley, and andrew luck and andrew luck will eventually come back and be a, a monster but um two very very good um teams out there for uh someone who auto-drafted and did all that good stuff so Every week, we're going to be giving away uh, the Carlos Irwin Estevez Memorial Award for shitting the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Um, I'm going to make a, a trophy for... Sorry, I was looking. I had actually had a drop. I got a guy that actually... Uh, I, I paid this guy to say that, and I can't find it. So, you know. By the end of the day, if I find it, I'll put it in. But um, So, we'll be giving that away weekly. And basically, that award is going to be for the the person who didn't put the right person out there who didn't um where it is the carlos erwin estevez memorial award for shitting the bed and the rules are that neither darby nor dan's beard can win that someone who is actually controlling this as a human and actually shit the bed the carlos erwin estevez memorial award for shitting the bed the person that messed all that up, that's the person that's going to be winning that award. So we'll be giving that away weekly. The league is actually uh, public, so you can actually follow along with us. We'll be giving weekly updates. Um, a little bit on the website, a little bit here on the Boozecast. You can also listen to the Unfiltered Gentleman. If you go to the theunfilteredgentleman.com, you can access their podcast. They'll be talking about it as well. But we've got a grudge match going on, and it's going to be going back and forth. And uh, I think we're going to own. Uh, Otter, how are you feeling about all this?
1: Uh, I mean, not good, but no surprise there. <laughs> Should be better. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Welcome back. Sorry, I was actually just cleaning beer off of my uh, off of my equipment here. But you know what? Welcome back. There it is. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we're doing. Uh, check us out online. I'll include a link on the draft page um, for that. And uh, follow along, and you can see who uh, who will be king. In the old booze and tug. Now pouring. The booze cast. All right, so um, we're kind of getting to the point now. Um, we're <laughs> we're moving on to uh, Caddyshack, and. Um, the Chive actually just posted an article recently um, about Caddyshack, and just so you know, Water, the reason why Caddyshack is such a big thing for me. And you mentioned that you watched a lot of Caddyshack too, and that's the first time I've ever met another human that actually uh, admitted that.
1: And I, and I told you why I watched Caddyshack too. No, I get, I, I so get it.
0: I'm just saying,
1: I've, I've seen Caddyshack two way more times, and that's just because I've only seen the the first one maybe like once or twice. And that's just because right. I always had Caddyshack too, but I didn't have Caddyshack one, and that's just and that that was like before Netflix and Hulu and streaming things online. It was like that is exactly
0: the reason that I have watched so much Caddyshack because there was a time that I was living with uh, my comedy partner, the inimitable Greg David Jones, who was two thirds of the comedy duo we were in. He's a big dude, looks like a giant toddler, good dude. Um, There'll be uh, whole months at a time where we couldn't afford cable, and (laughs) we. We had four movies uh, for our DVD player that we had, an old broke-down DVD player. Caddyshack, Blazing Saddles, Ace Ventura.
1: Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Or yeah, Or When first Nature one. Calls?
0: The first one, not When Nature Calls. Okay, Pet one Detective. Of the, hey, one of the funniest scenes of all time came out of, came out of When Nature Calls, him coming out of the window. <laughs> like oh, he needed to stick to that, man. That was hilarious. Um, but also, uh, Ace, and um, Dumb and Dumber. One of my favorite all-time movies. I would actually list in one of my favorite all-time movies, Caddyshack, and Dumb and Dumber.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Which not everybody would. Love so, Dumb and Dumber. I actually had a. Speaking of Ace Ventura, I had them on VHS way back. You're when. not that
0: old. What are you talking about? I'm, you're a millennial.
1: I wasn't. I wasn't always Blu-ray man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you did you have a VCR just so you look cool? I still, years have ago, it, right? I
1: still have a VCR. Holy shit. It's, I, I don't use it, but I have it.
0: For those listening that are younger than say 25, a VCR, you put a big cartridge into it and it played a movie. And then you actually had to rewind it afterwards.
1: Some of the later models had like an auto rewind.
0: Did you did you guys ever have um yeah, the auto rewind,
1: a tape uh, rewinder. Yeah, like a uh, specific app, like uh, a separate little console that is specifically only for rewinding tapes.
0: You're like, all right, good. Watching that movie, eject, yeah. boom, rewind. And it, and I remember Blockbuster had on their cartridges. They're like, be kind, rewind. Yeah, help, and then there was a movie that a brother, came out uh, called
1: Be Kind, Rewind. There, who was in that? Uh,
0: I think it was Jack Black. Really? I'll Google this right now. Oh, dude. Hey, why don't you Google that shit, man? Um, yeah. what a twist
1: yeah i I think I saw the movie once or twice, the be Kind Rewind one, and it's basically about these guys that work in like a what do you get like a vi- like a video store and something happens in I like thought all that was their- high
0: fidelity uh, maybe I'm- no no, that's a record store that's a record store that was uh, like Jack Black's first movie anyways yeah, well. no it was
1: about these guys, and like all their all their videos got like ruined, so they just had to do. They had to like make the movies and re-record them or something. On it was, it was like a weird movie. Yeah, it was Jack Black.
0: That sounds and, and most def. hilarious, or most def, not hilarious on purpose. That just sounds uh, like the, the <laughs> that premise is actually. You know what? If you put that premise out now, hey, this is set in the '80s and this is what happened, I think it would actually have more success.
1: Yeah. So here I'll, I'll read the little uh, the little caption. So two bumbling store clerks inadvertently. Erase the footage from all of the tapes in their video rental store. In order to keep the business running, they reshoot every film in the store with their own camera with a budget of zero dollars. <laughs> and that was Jack Black. Jack Black. Who else was in that? There's got to be someone else. In uh, Mo- Most Def. <laughs> um, or y- y- Yasin Bey. Danny Glover. Mia Farrow. No one else that really stands out. To me, at least. But all yeah, right. It was. I mean, if you've never seen it, definitely worth a watch. But probably not much more than one.
0: I might, I might check it out. <laughs> I might check it out. Um, all right, let's talk some Caddyshack here. Let's do it. Right. So again, Caddyshack was one of those movies. Oh, wait, oh, 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 oh. before we do, before we do, we, we gotta handle this. Round three. Yeah, buddy, we're getting to the round. Oh, we'll have another. Reister i start giggling and laughing too much because I'm a little buzzed up. Uh, Chris, refreshing. Hey, speaking of Caddyshack, that was uh, Romney Dangerfield on that little drop. Get him off. Did not know. Get him off. Well, now you do it. Knowing's half the battle. True.
1: Like Boy, math. That escalated quickly. All right. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Um, okay. So back to, uh, right. I mean, I'm all right. Nobody worry about me, okay? We're all good.
1: We're all good here. Not worried. All
0: right, so let's talk a little Caddyshack here. So the Chive just posted, uh, you know, almost like a Buzzfeed-like article with uh, eighteen facts about Caddyshack. Okay. For instance, and I'm going to go through just a few of these that I thought were kind of interesting.
1: Was this posted this week on the Chive?
0: Um, yeah, it was posted on uh, September 8th. Okay. So I'll I'll now post a link to this uh, on the. Uh, draft page uh, for Draft 6. So, you know, if you're listening to this on our webpage, just scroll down. Uh, There'll be a link there at the bottom. So, one of the first ones that stuck out to me that I thought was very interesting, the first fact is that Doug Kinney was often drunk when writing the script for this movie. Here's the thing about this. One, uh, Doug Kinney was one of the writers. Also written, uh, or also writing on this movie was Brian Doyle Doyle Murray, who is Bill Murray's brother. And have you ever seen uh, Groundhog Day? Oh, I have. He played the mayor in Groundhog Day. Like he's, oh, okay. He was the boss in Christmas Vacation. He's this guy. like He's very, very familiar. Um, they <laughs> they wrote a whole movie called Caddyshack. The film that you see when you watch Caddyshack has about 25 20% of the movie they wrote. Because really? here's what happened. It was actually billed as a movie that was... Uh, animal House on a golf course. And Animal House came out. This came out in 1980. A few years before that, Animal House had come out. I think 77, 70, somewhere in there. It was like Animal House, and Animal House was very, very good, including uh, the fact that um, there was a man named Otter. This
1: is the Otter's
0: trail. So one of the main characters named Otter. You've seen, you've seen Animal I've, House. I've right? seen Animal. I don't. It's been a little while. I don't recall the yeah, guy. Yeah, one, one of the main, main, the suave character is named Otter. Huh. And I, I, I got a, you know, in fact, you know, I think I have a drop uh, for it. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I haven't put it on yet. I got it hidden somewhere, though. I'll, I'll pull that out for you. But, um, So there's billed as Animal House on a golf course. And they started filming it. And here's what's funny is you can actually see elements of the original film in there. It's supposed to be this wacky comedy with all these wacky, Caddies, And they all have their own separate personalities. So you had the uh, Italian dude who was kind of like a Tony Danza type, smoked a lot, um, had attitude, wore like gloves on the golf course, like, you know, the fingerless gloves and bullshit. You know, it it was kind of an obnoxious caricatures and stereotypes. And they're all in a group together and they're supposed to be wacky. Everyone's got their own little thing. supposed to be crazy. The thing is, though, they had Ted Knight, Rodney Dangerfield, and Chevy Chase. Mm Mm-hmm. And they started, and they were supposed to be kind of like staples, but at the same time, they were supposed to not be the main characters. Then they started filming scenes together. And hey, turns out they were all really, really good together. And what ended up happening is they changed the whole movie to be just about them. But you can still see some elements of the original movie in the background. And one of the most awkward scenes in the movie. It's, it's funny. It's in, the, um, it's in the pool when all the caddies are together. There's a whole lot of lines and stuff that they say back and forth in the dialogue that make zero sense because they're all based off of the, the pool scene. It's one of the first scenes filmed in the movie. So all this dialogue would have made sense had they made the original movie but they didn't. So now it's kind of all weird, right? So um, that's one of the interesting facts about it is that it's fine for him to say he was drunk when he was writing the script for the movie but his movie didn't really get used, so whatever. Um, that na-na-na sound that Chevy Chase makes, um, <laughs> that we use for the guru. Yeah, that one right there. Um, the directors and everyone said, hey, could you just you know, be kind of zen or something? And if you've seen that that scene of him running around like, na 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 everything he does in that scene completely improvised uh, rodney dangerfield this was his first movie rodney dangerfield was a very successful comic before they got into this and this is the first movie that he filmed so he didn't he didn't really have a lot of experience doing this so and i'll be honest rodney dangerfield is probably my first or second favorite character in the movie because he's just so obnoxious um, and he got in there and he started doing his lines and doing uh you know all, all the what he does if you've seen the movie i mean he's hey uh, just he's just obnoxious and it's it, he's the perfect character but he was sweating a lot and if you watch the uh the commentary on on this movie if you watch the commentary on it uh, at least on the dvD I don't know if it's on anything else now we're streaming but um people ask him like hey Rodney, why are you sweating so much man why do you look so nervous man you're just you're pouring sweat and he's like I'm dying out there. No one's laughing at my jokes. You know, he's freaking out. I'm like, Rodney, we can't laugh. We're recording sound on this. Like, we're literally hurting ourselves because we can't laugh at what you're doing. You're freaking (laughs) hilarious. And so then he loosened up and was able to continue with it all. Did he start sweating less? Um, I don't know. I feel like he probably just, he's probably like you. He probably just sweats all the time anyways. (laughs) Otters have to stay wet. (laughs) Easy.
1: Like beavers. Otters are fond of tools.
0: Um, so one of my favorite characters in it is Ted Knight. Ted Knight um, plays the kind of stuck-up uh, Judge Smales, I think, um, is his name. And he is the guy who's like, he's got the perfect hair. He's kind of an a-hole. He's, he's the antagonist of the movie. What's funny, though, is that he's kind of the antagonist of the shoot. So he says uh, on, the, on the Chive article, Ted Knight lived by the book as far as acting went, wasn't impressed by the constant tardiness and improv done by the cast. Like this guy, what's funny about that is he was on the Mary Tyler Moore show as a comedian before this. So I mean, he's, he's been in really, really funny things. And he was just, he's like a consummate, He's 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 probably like Anthony Hopkins, where he's like this method actor of not like Jared Leto, because Jared Leto's just
1: Sir just nuts. Anthony Hopkins.
0: Sir Sir Anthony, thank you, thank you for the correction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir I don't Anthony want him Hopkins, come
1: kill you in your sleep, maybe cook your brain or anything. Dude, if I
0: woke up and Anthony Hopkins was above me, <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, but it's funny, he's like he has. As I got older, some of the some of the best laughs I got out of camp, Caddyshack was him. I didn't realize how funny he was when I was younger. I'm like. Well, he's not very wacky. He's not very fun. But once I actually see what he's doing, he's freaking hilarious. All right, I'll just give a a few more quick facts about this. Um, One thing that's actually really fun, uh, it says here one of the facts is Bill Murray opened up a Caddyshack-themed restaurant in 2001 in St. Augustine, Florida. Hopefully, I don't know where St. Augustine is. Hopefully it's going to survive Hurricane Irma coming in fast. But another thing that Bill Murray did is he started the Caddyshack tournament, him and all of his brothers um brian doyle murray um god he had he has he has a number of brothers that appeared in comedies basically because they're bill murray's brother so they landed a comedy but every year they do the caddyshack tournament i think out in florida uh that raises uh i believe it raises funds for charities and things like that so if you're in florida it's uh worth checking into um and i believe oh one of my favorite facts from this Pink Floyd was asked to record the opening that one. and closing credits for this, but they declined. And instead, we got Mr. Loggins, who uh, did "Danger Zone," and I'm all right with that. So, um,
1: I do love Pink Floyd, though.
0: I love Pink Floyd. I kind of feel Probably
1: like one of my all-time favorite bands.
0: This song is so iconic that it's hard to get away from. Well, at least it is. If you've ever seen that movie, you're like, "Oh yeah, it's one of the Gopher dances, right?" <laughs> uh, one of the other things that uh, one of the last things before we uh, before we end the show today, um, one of the facts it says on here is that. Actually, no, I got two things on here. Uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase did not work well together at all. I don't I don't know about the truth of that. It was it's never been mentioned, so it may not be the case. But I do know that the directors and producers. We're very, very stoked at having Bill Murray and Chevy Chase in a movie. And this is back, because one of the other facts here, and I'll I'll just read this real quick because this ties in what I'm going to say. One of the other facts they put down here is Bill Murray, then a little-known actor, improvised all of his lines in the film. I'm not disagreeing that he improvised all of his lines. I'm going to disagree that he was a little-known actor. So Chevy Chase was one of the original guys from Saturday Night Live. It was Chevy Chase, Gilda Radner, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, Oh, my God. John Belushi. Of course, John Belushi. How could I forget him? Yeah. But, I mean, like, so you had a pretty solid cast. Two years after Saturday Night Live started, Chevy Chase left. Who do you think they replaced him with? Not sure. Chevy Chase left. Uh, who are we talking about right now? Chevy Chase left Saturday Night Live. The guy who replaced him is? Wait,
1: what were we talking about before? Oh, I was drinking beer. Sorry,
0: (laughs) I will never get in the way of you doing that. Uh, We're talking about Bill Murray and Chevy Chase, so therefore Chevy Chase was replaced by.
1: Oh, um, I don't know. I know, but I
0: don't know. I don't know, but I know. You know, just tell me, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, Uh. the guy we're talking about. You know, Bill Murray. Come on, brother. (laughs) All right, anyways, so um, the idea that they didn't work well together, they'd never actually worked together before. So whether or not they worked well together, who knows. But the fact was, the way the movie was working out, they were not in any scenes together at all. And the idea was, and here's why I disagree with the fact where they're like, Bill Murray was then a little-known actor. No, he freaking wasn't. He'd been on Saturday Night Live for two years. And the producers yeah. put them together because they're like, we have Chevy Chase, one of the biggest actors, came from Saturday Night Live. Bill Murray, currently Saturday Night Live, one of the biggest actors we have. And we have no scene that has them together at all. So they created the scene where Bill Murray and Chevy Chase are in. Uh, Bill Murray, uh, I can't remember his character's name off the top of my head, but uh, they're in the, the, um, they're, uh, Bill Murray's little shack together. Cannonball! And they filmed the cannonball scene, where he had grown his own style of grass used for the golf course. It was mixed with weed, so he could smoke it. <laughs> and he kept like he's like here, smoke this. And and Bill and uh, Chevy Chase like Ooh. cannonball,
1: cannonball coming.
0: And uh, Bill Murray kept uh, you know mixing it up with vodka, weed, vodka, weed, vodka, weed. That whole thing. And when when Chevy Chase says, uh, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I got a pull uh, I got a pond in the back. Pond, pond be, pond be good for you." Uh, all that was completely improvised between the two actors um, and was put in the film specifically because you had two of the greatest comedic actors ever in the same movie together that were not in a scene together. So that um, that's how that came about. But uh, if you want to check it out, well, I'll include a link to this article uh, from The Chive. Again, there are a few things I disagree with in this article, but... Um, there are a lot of good facts in it as well for, for a really great movie. If you haven't seen the movie, go check it out.
1: I, I like this one, too. When the film was given permission to film at the golf course, they were, asked, they were asked not to use anything involving fire. They clearly ignored these wishes as the explosions used in the movie were very real. Yeah.
0: No, they ignored everything. They actually did um, on, their, uh, on the DVD commentary, they talked about the fact that they recreated some sea battle or something with golf carts. So we're talking like <laughs> 20 golf carts all like mo- like like all like, ad- like, moving around at each other doing these military movements and whatnot. A and real they were, live
1: game of battleships. And
0: they were all hammered in the middle of the night doing this. So they had a really good time. Uh, I think this was Harold Ramis' first movie that he directed who, if you know Harold Ramis, he was in Ghostbusters. He might have directed Ghostbusters, frankly. The um, guy with the glasses, he played uh, Venkman. No, no, Venkman was Bill Murray, and he was... No, it'll come to me at some point. I think Sigourney, because I think his name's close. But Sigourney Weaver was in it. So, anyways. Uh, I know there are a lot of people at home right now listening to this going, God damn it is, how do you not know what, you know, anyways. Like, ah, you idiot. You failed. You, you idiot. You jackass. <laughs> but anyways, well, we're getting to the end. Uh, that's been the Boozecast uh, Draft 6. Again, if you want to check out where we were today, uh, the dot I highly recommend uh, coming in. All their meats are smoked. They have a good list of signature cocktails. I oh, did have
1: that tri-tip sandwich, and it was delicious. Pretty good? You liked it? Really good.
0: Yeah. Um, they, they do uh, get the nachos with smoked tri-tip on it. It'll blow your mind. Um, they also have 22 you taps. You told me that before. Well, you were on sandwiches, man.
1: Well, I was going to get a burger, and you talked me into the tri-tip, and right, now, I, now, I, they, now I find out they have tri-tip nachos?
0: Yeah. I thought you, I thought you wanted something, you know, that you can hold with bread. So I kind of went with that theme.
1: Nachos are like chips, The chips is like bread. Lick, lick, lick my balls.
0: So, we'll uh, check it out. Uh, TheDugoutSeeMe.com. You can find them on Twitter at TheDugoutSeeMe, Instagram at TheDugoutSeeMe as well. Um, and I think we've kind of uh, come to the end of draft six. I'm feeling br- you know what though? No, we got one more. Uh, we got one more round coming in hot. <laughs>
1: Just when you thought you'd get away?
0: No, no. You don't want to. And I'll tell you one thing. The uh, the servers here are very, very good. They did not let us get away at three rounds this time. We've been bad about that. We had three rounds the last two times.
1: I mean, in our defense, we did have the tasting with Sandro, and that was about a round and a half.
0: There's no excuse. There's no, no defense. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. We got out of hand fast. So thank God for the servers here of keeping us in line. We told them we're doing four rounds. They hooked us hooked us up with four rounds. Under the wire though, like we came right in at the end. But came
1: right in, came, coming in hot. Well, coming in cold, but So, um
0: thank you guys uh for listening catch up on any of the other drafts on iTunes. Um you can also catch us on uh, boozle.com. Instagram boozle, Twitter boozle. And Facebook.com forward slash Booze League. Cheers, everybody.
1: And did you mention
0: the uh, iTunes again? I did mention the iTunes. All right. I'll mention it again, though. You can find us on iTunes. Search Boozecast or Booze League, and you will find us. You'll find us. And remember, take everything
1: in moderation, including moderation. <laughs>